0: hello everybody and welcome back to a critical look that's the arbitrary show where we talk about stuff that isn't album reviews or music in some way or another and today we'll be discussing what el camino and what's the full name do you know a breaking bad movie or something like that yeah breaking bad movie el camino that's the one and uh my name is Holden stefan roy i'm mike sinceras and if you have not seen this movie and you have every intentions of watching el camino this is going to be so full of spoilers that we highly recommend you don't you don't watch this without like watching the movie first because we're like doing a little deeper dive styled review where we have a conversation and we finna go through the whole plot we're gonna talk about whatever we feel like talking about as we go through it based on what we remember i've personally seen the movie twice just like me and uh that 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 gives me enough qualifications in my opinion to let you know what i think so far i mean that's more than once because once you know you miss stuff second time you catch some stuff plus i actually watched that like 15 minute behind the scenes video that's on netflix for it where they where they pointed out a couple little things that i would not have caught all by myself um anyway uh so yeah let us know what you think as we go through this we look forward to hearing all your comments and if you just want to tell us what you thought about the movie are you excited for it do you think there's going to be a new uh breaking bad movie is that something that you actually want in the world anyway let's have a discussion down in the comment sections on that note i say i say we get into it I, i don't really know where to start except at the very beginning which uh opens with this scene of Jesse and Mike, y'all remember Mike? He's like the the guy that did all this stuff. Actually, before we get to the movie, let's talk quickly about Breaking Bad. Yeah, definitely. I definitely
1: feel we should definitely break down Breaking Bad, considering that's what the whole movie's based on. So
0: I don't think we should break down Breaking no, Bad. No, think the think... Um, we should talk about how we felt about breaking bad briefly and then kind of building up into this movie our expectations okay so since i've already talked a whole bunch what do you think about breaking bad and what were you expecting in terms of like happy or sad or were you excited for el camino like that kind of thing
1: well i was excited for it because if i was a huge fan of breaking bad it was actually one of my favorite tv shows like along with the wire and sopranos and stuff and Mm one thing i found breaking bad did well was the way they ended it they didn't leave it like sopranos did which left you like <laughs> yeah which left you confused and that's what i feel breaking bad did well they gave you a good conclusion and this was just for the fans. I feel this was something that was just done, like for people who feel they didn't had enough. Better Call Saul wasn't enough for them, so I feel that like that is a
0: good show. I forgot yeah. about that.
1: So I feel like for people who are good fans of Breaking Bad, some people some feel that Better Call Saul wasn't enough for them. So this was just m- giving you an extra, pretty much conclusion of it, A more in depth conclusion as what happened when Jesse got out there. That's what I feel this was really because about.
0: it did leave that on a bit of a cliffhanger
1: yeah because people were wondering what happened like what does Jesse do once he's out is he gonna have is he gonna be a criminal is he gonna be an outlaw like what's gonna happen and I feel this was just giving those people like an idea of what Jesse did after
0: plus the actor behind Jesse I think his name's Aaron something Aaron Paul He is an executive producer of the Breaking the El Camino movie. So he was involved in putting the whole thing together. Fun fact that I learned, this was a very secretive endeavor. As in, they only let people in on a need-to-know basis. People who auditioned for the movie had to come to them to read off their like only scraped. like it was really like protected so that it got released when it was like ready to be released and you know they kind of talked to all of the actors and they were describing the process of being recruited for the movie yeah, so there no leaks. yeah it was really it was really cool to see all that but um for myself breaking bad was like an experience where i feel like it was a victim of my youth watching it where i i didn't necessarily understand why everybody thought the show was as amazing as it is i'll be honest with y'all the first couple of seasons okay yeah. not my favorite seasons three through five are truly something special like really season three of breaking bad is one of the most memorable and enjoyable seasons of tv i think out there yeah A big um, part of that for me i feel was also due to the cousins in that because of
1: those, those are just characters, if you want to just talk about a character on the show, who they didn't have to say anything for their presence to be felt.
0: Uh, every, everything about the way that was done. And now, in hindsight, as I remember it, I remember it now and I'm recognizing how good it is. But at the time, a lot of what made the, the silence, the use of sounds, all of the really things that... We're shot it, it it's almost like breaking bad was the punk alternative to the overproduction of something like a prison break which i know you like yeah, a lot yeah but i'm not trying to diss the show i'm saying it's the opposite right it's so theatrical it's so over the top whereas breaking bad is so stripped down and so bare bones but to a point of raw and so as like a 32 year old today I'm like so into the style of what Breaking Bad brings because I can empathize with how good it is in terms of it. Even watching this El Camino, just as a little bit of a spoiler, I was so impressed with how they moved the story along. Like the yeah. actual technical side of the show is is or the movie even is it's ridiculous. Um, I'm not gonna maybe talk about that as much as I should. So I figured I should bring it up now while people are still watching. It's technically like the way they shoot shit. It's it's just so interesting yeah definitely. but younger me who actually watched the show missed most of that and didn't appreciate the nuances of an episode about a fly you know yeah. like, anyway but now um so i came into this el camino thing uh with an expectation of zero as in i mike wanted to review it so i i was like okay and then i started watching it and the nostalgia hit me and i'm like okay and uh i guess we'll get into it at now ish Uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot more to comment here.
1: Neither do I. I just want to say that, like, yeah, for me, my expectation wasn't much. I just was one one of the people who was a fan of the show, but Hmm. I felt it ended perfectly. So this, to me, was just as an extension. Were you,
0: just on that note, were you afraid at all that it would suck and it would, like, hurt the legacy? Because, like, I'll be honest, I haven't seen the last season of Better Call Saul, but I really enjoyed the three seasons I have seen of it. Yeah, I saw
1: the first three seasons as well. I enjoyed it. But, like, the thing is, like, I was afraid it was going to suck As in the fact of, as I said, I felt it ended perfectly. Right. And I just didn't want it to be, like, something that would just ruin something that was done well. And I feel that, personally, it did
0: not do it. I felt it did what it needed to do, just fill the void that some people had. Well, we'll get into that now. Yeah. And it starts off, and honestly, seeing Mike and Jesse standing there... Um, I believe the the placement is they're at the part of like season five when they've got their thing running and Jesse's like I'm out and they're having a little conversation on the side um jesse kind of asked mike you know where would you go start over and mike in this whole scene is being very indifferent very much like jesse i'm not at all going to influence your decisions you got to be accountable for what you need to do do what you think is best we see jesse reaffirm how he's it's like the moment of clarity in his life when he's like i'm out And then he kind of pure pressures Mike, come on, dude, just fucking play along and have some conversation. I thought that was funny, that scene, the way that played out. And uh, basically, Mike's like, I'd go to Alaska. It's somewhere you could start over, you know, kind of get out there. But what was truly um, really interesting was when Jesse's like, I could basically make amends for the things I've done. And then Mike just kind of cuts him off really starkly. And he's like, no. That's like the one thing you can't do you can start over you can hide you can do a lot of different things right but you can't write your wrongs oh, i just realized this is foreshadowing for a central plot point in the movie that it just really clicked because in the real breaking bad at this point mike links him up with we'll dude we're going to talk about later ah oh, i didn't re- that's actually pretty good that's like if you're a real fan of the show you're going to fully appreciate that maybe on your second watch more than your first watch eh yeah
1: i watched it the second time today after i saw it when it first came out and i was noticing some things i didn't notice the first time which is why as you mentioned earlier it's good to watch things a second time
0: well at least if you're gonna talk about it on a camera
1: (laughs) definitely (laughs) but yeah based on that whole scene like yeah jesse's just like wants to know how he can just pretty much like start over brand new all over again because if he has his money right now and he wants to know what he can do just to be a brand new self because he wasn't really happy about what what's been going on over there in that part of his life so when mike told him alaska he was like okay perfect thinking if he could just go down there and right all those wrongs but then mike just tells him that's one thing that you can't do He's like, I, that's yeah.
0: what I've always loved about just Mike's character and I like that it starts with him because I feel like he's just such a stark realist I feel, like he's realist. I feel like it was everybody's favorite character a no, lot I of mean, people who doesn't have, like Mike
1: yeah a lot of people
0: had him as his favorite me personally it mm, was him. I would say Saul is my favorite okay. I really like Saul Goodman meets Mike and the cousins Mike is like a close number two but mm. uh Saul Goodman's fun um of he didn't make an appearance in this eh no. No. oh that's sad uh anyway uh yeah that's kind of just what it is in that scene and then yeah it flows right into an immediate cut into i guess we're gonna call like the way this movie is told is through a series of flashbacks mixed with the main plot narrative so we'll call the main plot narrative is present day jesse and we'll establish early on how we can distinguish him but the main differentiator is going to be the beard uh i lied we established it now so we cut to the yeah. part where present day jesse still has a beard it's immediately the end of reeking bad pretty oh, much ser- side note before we get into it the set designer was describing how they a lot of the clothes that were used in the show just don't exist as in they're not in print anymore so they basically had to get used clothes together and recreate Almost all the clothing. Well, from that time. To replicate it, but to get the exact shirt that Jesse wore in the scene that he wore. So, the one that you see in Breaking Bad is a different shirt. They had to recreate it from scratch to replicate it. And I just have to say, knowing that level of a. Because I watched that before I watched it the second time. So, I was thinking about this as I was going through and just seeing the attention to detail. Because, regardless of plot, which I'm going to touch on at the end. the attention to detail that went into creating this i thought was truly profound like truly like next level freaking awesome um but yeah so it cuts to the present and he's just got a beard on and he's, he's driving
1: the El pretty much the end of breaking bad and he's yelling yeah he's like
0: yeah like just finally proud that like all his enemies are gone and uh, he basically is driving whatever, and he sees some cops coming and whatnot, and he ducks around. I think. I mean, well, I vaguely... What
1: happens is like he sees like a driveway and a house, right, so he right, just right. slowly turns in there, grabs the gun, and lies
0: down in the back seat, just in case the cops are going to come at him. And then they just go boom, 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 and then he ends up getting out of it, and he drives on over, and it kind of cuts to everyone's favorite sidekicks skinny yes. pete and badger and yes. i'm not gonna lie i really do like their characters from breaking bad they were some of my favorite parts of that show where those were those two they, they really were, were they were the comic relief that really balanced out that show yeah. and just seeing them there now i'll be completely honest with you um the way it switches from a car driving then you, you're seeing like the windshield of him oh, driving yeah, and it just transitions directly into a digital 3d animation and then it cuts back and you realize it switches into the racing game that badger or whatever them are playing or i think skinny pete's playing yeah and skinny it just kind of and he
1: crashes and all of a sudden it goes back and then, but it was just the transition
0: yeah. of how it, it seamlessly goes from this background of like a desert into the video game background and and that transition is i think one of the cooler shots of transitioning scenes i think it ranks high on the list of ones i've seen in my life in terms of memorability for me so i thought that was super cool um and then they're just insult each other for a while and i'm just like okay i kind of got bored personally with that but i could also see how some people like you may have appreciated them just dissing made me each smile
1: other. this this nostalgia of seeing them on screen yeah made me happy because to me it was just like memory of those guys like they were fun sh- parts of the show and just to see them again like yeah like it was more like he's like yeah well you drive worse than my dead grandma and stuff. Uh, okay and,
0: so to give yeah. him credit when he goes oh, yeah, well, you drive the short bus, whatever. And he's like, nah, I'd be too distracted because you'd be in the front seat with a helmet on humping me. Humping my leg, yeah. It was funny, but it took like a minute to like get through that. And I, I recognize that this show's pacing yeah. in general is that, but I felt... If you're not into that minute, it's a long minute. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. And I wasn't a hundred percent it does build that punchline at the end is fucking funny. But then the door knocks, thankfully, yeah. breaks the tension, opens it up. Skinny Pete's like, Who the fuck are you? Turns out it's Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, he's like he's like, You lost, bro? Then he just realizes who it is. Badger's like,
1: Yo, who is it, man? Then he just comes up and he pauses after he acknowledges who
0: it was. Yeah. His, the beard was a big throw off and so they're like okay and then he comes in and he's like i gotta get this car off the street and they give him a car and he like they bring it into the backyard of uh pete's house and then they come back in and uh he's eating ramen noodles yeah, but he's not just eating it though like, and it's just like whoa it's like almost like you can tell he's treating this ramen like things like you treat like turkey at grandma house type shit. like when you don't get that that special meal you know because I guess coming from the captivity he's been in, this has got to be the most delicious tasting food this man has ever had in his entire life, and he's just devouring it. I don't know. That's one of those scenes where... Like, you understand? Like, he was in starvation type thing, too. To give the dude his credit as an actor, I think he carries the movie in a big way for how there are a lot of dramatic moments that i find corny in this movie that will play out like it just seems like it's constantly dramatic in a sense constantly tense but the way uh, i think it's aaron he said aaron paul aaron paul composes himself especially at this part with the trauma and stuff the way he just carries it i find it believable and i find it like really good i think he he does a really excellent job at being this post-traumatic stress disorder driven jesse pinkman on the run and i have to just give him his kudos for that everyone else felt a little bit more like okay that's like a throwback to who they were in the show Whereas Whereas, he's only
1: like developed character where you see fully the transition.
0: Yes, that's a lot of what I'm trying to convey there. So I thought that was really, really dope. But yeah, he comes in, he eats his noodles. Then he like, you know, goes to to bed. And then they kind of cut to the news going on. So clearly Badger and Pete have been watching the news the next day. He wakes up. They're like, whatever. I think they turn off the news. Yeah, like like Jesse just walked. Well, first, we
1: have to remember, he wakes up. He looks at the ceiling. Oh, yeah, the poster. Yeah, okay, yeah, right, exactly. Right, right, right. Based on this, this is a huge, this is a huge moment for it. He wakes up. He looks at the ceiling and he realizes he's in a room and he starts whipping off the curtains aggressively because he still thinks he's locked oh, up somewhere. And
0: then they walk up in behind yeah, him. Yeah, and
1: then he just grabs the gun, points it at the door, and they're like, "Yo, yo, Jesse, it's us, it's us, it's, yo, it's us, it's just us, yo, you're safe, you're safe." And like that just shows how he was still like. In the post-traumatic part because he didn't like he, he just crashed like he just ate the noodles and just head first collapsed and like skinny people just look at him badger's like yo you got to check this on tv he's like i don't want to watch tv he's like it's the news bro right, right and right. then then it cuts to this part in the morning when they're just chilling out then he just sees that then th- like,
0: yeah, it just shows like how crazy he was. and like, and then they ask if it's true if he was locked in a cage. And you can tell he doesn't really want to talk about it, but he says yes. They go out, he, they get him to take a shower. He has like another flashback yeah, scene of
1: what he was being hosed down in captivity. And like and one I, part, uh, we also have to mention about that, like uh, the shower part was like all
0: the scars.
1: Yeah, like you just see like slowly, when then he's like, "Is it true that you were locked up in the? Do they really have you locked up in the cage?" He just slowly closes the door, cause but also Skinny Pete told him he should keep the beard to. Yeah. Uh,
0: to and, uh, uh, hide himself and yeah man it's just funny you can see how badger the whole time is just trying to be like yeah buddy anything you need and skinny pete's like you gotta listen to me dog and then like badger's like shut the fuck up I'm they say this is like a summary of their interactions yeah. but the way they play off camera i'll give it to it skinny pete does show growth he steps up to the occasion very Because he's
1: the one like who really shows effort into help
0: because, yeah like
1: Something I'm going to get to later on, he's the one who's more interested in in making sure Jesse's okay because of, like, first, like, he's like, yo, you want to shower, man? Like, you want to eat something? Like, he's taking care of him.
0: Whereas Pete... uh, Sorry, whereas Badger seems to be more worried about the emotional side of what he's gone through. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Um, uh, Basically, we can feel his pain. It just it feels like you know so on the one hand it really does its job well to convey what it's trying to on the other hand it is very thick if you know what i mean like it's very laying it on real thick like it's the type of thing where sprung out over a couple of episodes you know it really i feel like would have been a better pacing and i feel like they they took like a 45 minute exploration into his post-traumatic stress disorder and squished it into this like two to three minute like moment and you know what it did its job it communicated what it had to do but it just did it in a like way it felt rushed where it, it, it feels like a little overkill yeah um, but also
1: like yeah when like you said like he walked out of the room and they turn off the tv he's like oh he's like why'd you turn it off and he yeah. was like he's like is it that bad he's like it's just all about it all about you
0: and then um they basically come out and they call up that old guy from the salvage yard and he's like another you know, little easter egg he comes yeah. through he but he's like watching jesse on the news as he like takes the call. He's like yeah everybody knows who it is and i'm like that's the fucking worst he's line like, in the movie yeah he's like at this point who doesn't <laughs> to me that was the yeah. worst line in the movie um it was like okay but he shows up and he like is like yeah y'all help me out and you see him like going over the car in the backyard with this little dingy dingy and then it's a low jack which i assume is a thing that tells the five o's if the car has been stolen so, I, I
1: never heard about that until this. Me so.
0: But I assumed what it was more than I knew what it was. So we see him about to take the car, and then it just starts beeping, and he runs away, and he graciously tells them that the cops are coming or whatever. So then Jesse uh, is going to take the car and run, which you know would have been bad because there's the beeper on it. So instead, Skinny Pete thinks on the fly, and they do this car-swapping thing. So um, basically... Yeah, Badger
1: takes Skinny Pete's car? Yes,
0: because the story is... Yeah. uh, is that skinny pete's gonna tell the cops that uh he's gonna that jesse showed up and they traded pink slips because he's always wanted El camino and it'll be real cool so that justifies the car being there and also skinny pete's not in trouble because it's a legit thing you're allowed to do that right yeah Simultaneously Badger is going to take Skinny Pete's car which is the one that everyone thinks Jesse's now driving down south close to the Mexico border drop it off but in a way where it could still be found by the cops and then meanwhile Jesse is going to take Badger's car which is unrelated to the whole situation and he's going to go do his thing and get away clean because Badger's not involved in the situation at all.
1: And apparently Skinny Pete
0: says it's not a car that any criminal would be caught in fair enough yeah the banter between it is really hilarious uh i do have to give it credit those two dudes have a lot of great chemistry um on screen together and they really they made that scene enjoyable for me like as much as i'm saying it's over the top because like especially after he drives away and then he pulls in like this and all the cops are like tearing by and he's just like or take my hat so that you know yeah, that's
1: one it. scene that i act, that's one part of the scene when like he's like hold up before you go he's like it's like take that he's like it'll, it'll make them harder to find you but then when he just he just turns around
0: he was like why are you, Yo doing, Pete, all this? Why are you doing
1: all this he's like and you're my hero and shit man
0: yeah and then he like and i'm like okay like it's 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 cute and i like it but i like it because it's corny Not, yeah, yeah you I know found, like it
1: shows that these guys who are all comedy to the show and all fun They can add some emotional part to it, uh, emotional part as well, which is why I thought like, because despite all that, you have to look at the history that the characters have, how Jesse and Skinny Pete were like the entire part of the show. And like how that just sums up their last appearance when he just let him know why he's there for him, because legit Jesse was his hero based on everything that Jesse overcame.
0: And all of the way set it up. Like usually, if you see a person and you make moves with him, and Jesse basically created up, like the reason that Skinny Pete has that house is because of Jesse. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think it's really and, cool.
1: And w- the one part that I want to bring up was when they ask Skinny Pete goes up to Jesse before before Badger left. He's like, yeah, you got any money?" Then he goes out and gives him everything. Then Badger starts counting, and he's like, "Yo, man, just make sure Badger so, gives you everything." To be everything.
0: fair. If you look, Skinny P gave him, like, five bills, and Badger gave him fucking eight grand or something like that, you know? So I could understand how Badger felt that way, but it
1: well skinny pete just handed him everything he had without even looking i know but it was a tiny amount okay
0: versus badger pulls out this fat freaking stack and he's like okay like i'll give him a bunch and then he goes dude and i'm like i get it but But it
1: just shows like how skinny pete was just showing like mad love yeah exactly in that way just making sure that Jesse's going to survive this okay that's why jesse asked him why are you doing all this so but then to go on to what you were saying earlier yeah jesse just stops in the car literally when he sees all the cops coming just sits back like this and just makes sure he sees all the cars coming in the, co-
0: the cops the first cop saw him pull up and stop like that yeah and i was like okay but then the other ones just drove by because they're
1: they they think that they're about to pick him up because of the car is at the uh, skinny pete's place
0: and so, then um the next part of the movie which is basically what we'll call the second act yeah. is uh this big old back and forth flashback scene. so simultaneously we have the flashback scene so this is how it starts it cuts back to um jesse is lying in the cage with his beard, um and todd shows up and is like you awake buddy and so we go through this like one plot line that we'll call the flashback scene. And we'll get, and, uh, basically they deal with a murder situation. Spoilers, but you know that because you watched a movie. Yeah. So there's the murder flashback plot line. And then simultaneous to that because basically they interlope like for the next yeah. 40 minutes or so. And then we have the search for the money, which is the present day scene so i mean i don't know the best way to go through well, it let's just
1: go through the flashback right away because it's
0: yeah I mean, I mean then we'll go through the search because now the way they introduce the two scenes is a little bit brilliant because the they both take place kind of at this apartment that is todd's personal apartment exactly yeah and this is also a crime scene after the fact, because Todd, I guess, was slain in the. Well, finale. Todd was
1: murdered. Like, uh, well, Jesse strangled him with the with the, his uh, with the chains. Right. So the thing was because Todd was murdered, and based on how he was murdered, involved in the whole meth lab place as well. He was linked to a crime scene, so his place was being um, investigated. And right. Uh,
0: yeah. So what we see in the present time is, uh, so how? Well, well I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. So I do remember this initial sequence. It, is todd kind of comes in and todd's whole relationship with jesse i mean we can it, it's like jesse's his pet is a good way to put it like he, he has to take care of him um, he shows him like some court some sort of love But it's not like real love because you can see that Todd's character is missing the base emotions that would have the empathy for right and wrong in the way, say, most of us watching the show.
1: Todd is is fully emotionless, I find in general, because
0: I would disagree with that, because as we'll get to, he feels emotions, but not in like I would not call him a sociopath. I would call him somebody that's more on a spectrum where he doesn't make logical deductions and understandings the same way. So in his mind, something like, well, the, my uncle said, if you try to run away, I got to commit a murder. That line of reasoning makes he's sense. Like, he's
1: like, well, we're going to, he's like, yeah, if you, if you try to escape, then we're going to have to visit the boy.
0: And so that it's not something he wants to do he has sadness yeah. at the thought of it
1: but it's like it's not something i want to do but it's what my uncle so promised and f- my uncle wants to wants to honor his so promise.
0: out of an obligation to his uncle and his sense of duty and his role in life which is twisted he feels he must do terrible things like this but you can also see that it's not like like i think he feels emotions just in a way yeah, that he processes the emotions when he, the the, when he killed the woman in, yeah we uh, can Bad, see he was
1: like he's like I'm sorry nothing personal and then he just shoots her in the head but that's what I mean like even when he had to kill the other boy in the other episode the boy who spotted them at the methylamine uh, robbery like the boy just waves at them they all wave back then he just walks up
0: like, like it's nothing. But I, I feel like it's more like he suppresses his emotions, but he has them deep down inside, and he's because he says, I don't want to think about it. Like if we talk about just jumping ahead in the murder scene. Okay, yeah, he's like, I don't. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's my cleaning lady, and honestly, I don't want to talk about it. So what's really cool about this movie is that we can get into a psychological discussion about the character of Todd, mm-hmm. and I feel like they put his character on display enough to really allow us to do that, because. I believe that it's not so much that he doesn't feel i believe it's more that he's again i guess it's suppressing it because he doesn't want to talk about it because if he talks about it he has to think about it and if he thinks about it he gets sad and that breaks the way he stays numb like the way he acts it's like he keeps himself numb he prevents himself from feeling it's more like i guess the way a drug addict would stay numb to commit bad actions than it is somebody that's truly like sociopathic who really doesn't feel so it's more like Uh, like Todd's got his own version of post-traumatic crap that's going on that kind of allows him to commit as almost like a survival mechanism because of the atrocities that he has to do on such a regular basis.
1: Yeah, but like based on what you were saying about how he sees Jesse as a pet, I'm going to go based on that as in, like, yeah, like, for example, there was one episode in Breaking Bad when he was like, yeah, you did a 92% uh, purity thing today. So he was like, we have some Ben and Jerry's, and I just wanted to reward you with some of that since you did such a great job. And, like, then, like, when he saw Jesse in the morning, he was like, hey, you want a cigarette? Then he hands him one through the little thing. So I find, like, he just shows, like, little, like, like little things like a pet like that like but he, yeah like he
0: actually cares like yeah. there's an emotional caring like yeah. and and so that's why i think he has emotions but it's weird yeah Like it's not your average. Yeah, he
1: was like, yeah, my uncle's uh, out uh, like doing like water skiing with the guys today. So it's just me and you this weekend. So I need you to help me with something.
0: So then we go to the apartment, but uh, when we go to the apartment, we actually flip back to the present. So now we know the difference is no beard present. Uh, beard passed and this is a whatever plays out throughout this whole scene so now he kind of shows up and he's walking up the hallway and then nosy neighbor guy Lou shows up and you see Jesse duck behind the freaking wall and he's so like prison break melodramatic that almost feeling and then he's unlocking the door and then he ducks in and then the last second he closes the door and there's no he he was about to close it but then he puts the tape back up and closes it there's no way that Lou did not not hear the door closed given how nosy lou is yeah. that in my opinion there's no way that lou like you know what i'm saying he's yeah, exactly. so nosy he's, so he's nosy like that he would definitely hear that and that was like like i could hear it therefore Lou could hear it. and he's, lou was super closer than we were oh my gosh lou is right next to it yeah. um anyway so jesse goes in but then it cuts back to uh, he goes to look through the door and then it cuts to like the past where we he's is talking to Lou about ficuses and, and plants. And it's like, yeah, there's over 900 species. Oh, that's so lovely. And like
1: could, what's the difference between a ficus and a tree? Is a ficus a plant or is it a
0: tree? Yeah. And, it's just such yeah. a weird and bizarre <laughs> thing. And then um, I think
1: it's just to show you how nosy Lou is or how, oh, yeah. like, how he just, just looks for conversation.
0: But the thing is, is, I think it does a good job because I think we all know a Lou and we all have been in conversations with Lou's, and we all actually now know enough to ask questions like, "Is this a plant or a bush?" To get because that's the fastest way to yeah, make the Lou exactly. go away.
1: Exactly, and so yeah. I think
0: Lou's character is actually really cool. Um, but uh, I also, oh, something else about Todd's character is so interesting is humility. He's a very humble guy and we see that uh, because they discussed the weather and he's like the the radio says it's going to be the weather back when he's still in the cage and it's really sunny he's like like, they said 40% yesterday um, 60% today Jesse's like I don't think it's going to rain sometimes they're wrong so what Todd says and this is the only quote I think I put in the whole movie is I'm not putting myself out there as any kind of an expert but I do think it will be a beautiful afternoon but just the way he prefaces himself like he doesn't want you to think that he's an arrogant person in some kind of way he truly is like this humble servant character in his mind just doing what he's got to do and i think it's it was so that part was like super interesting to me anyway so we go back and then um we're in the we're in the past and uh yeah, it was yeah like jesse's had, has the beard and todd walks in and he's just oh Lou, he's so nosy and they have these weird windows right did you yeah. see like the windows into the hallway and it's great and i'm like who the fuck would live in a place where your neighbors yeah, can, like, can see you on the couch and
1: shade because yeah, lou was talking to him and he was like yeah i heard you talking to someone in there and, but like when yeah. they're in the apartment yeah, yeah, you know, can like, like yeah. see lou
0: walking away yeah and they are like and so they had to wait till Lou was gone to hide the fact that uh, Jesse's in the apartment with them. So then we—he's uh, like, "Oh, don't you like my place?" And it's yeah, he was like, "I'm thinking out. about putting some
1: Easter eggs." He's like,
0: "I'm thinking about painting it." So Jesse's like, "Is that what you need me for to help you paint it?" And then no, it turns out it's actually like a murder uh he's killed the the cleaning cleaning lady, lady who's a super honest lady and all that stuff real nice but she found his money and just because she found his money she had to die because she knew about its existence and he couldn't figure out why she was looking up m and, you know, yeah, and it's
1: like Lopedia. He was like, maybe because she's from Mexico. He's like, she didn't speak much English. So I don't know why she was going through with that. But, but Todd had his money in the book. Is but the we point. can
0: see what's interesting about that scene is that Jesse in like his almost rational way of being. It's like I, I. he wants obviously Todd wants help dealing with the murder. And uh, Jesse just almost can't fathom what's going on. Like, he needs to understand why the murder happened. But in contrast, Todd is like, I can't think about this. We just have to deal with it. Like, it's almost like he's blocking out what's actually happened, focusing on what needs to be done, and just, like, moving forward through the steps. Like, to yeah, because
1: Jesse was like, what'd she do to you to do this? He was like... I- and then all of a sudden, Todd's like, oh, he finally shoot.
0: tells him, like, "Look at the
1: book." Yeah,
0: he's like, he's like, "If you want to know so bad, look at it, look for it yourself." Book and right this there. is actually very important because what it tells us and Jesse is that there is money in this apartment. And what's fascinating, like, really, really so it cuts back and we see there's nothing in the books but then it cuts back again because it cuts back a lot over this part yeah
1: and, back and forth between um, Jesse present day in the apartment we, and, we yeah.
0: see how Todd is like well I guess I'm going to have to hide my money somewhere else and then we can see he's like I'm going to it'll require some engineering but this is going to be a hiding spot no one will find yeah because Jesse was like they have these things called banks yeah and then uh, Todd's like cash on hand yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah because like the thing was like because he had them in his books versus encyclopedias and then he realized that since somebody else found it he has to do something else to hide it so that's why the scenes are intertwining because of it goes to Jesse in present day, the apartment
0: looking for cash oh my gosh she's just tearing the so the way that was yeah. seen was shot was really cool so the, it's well it's it's long and you see him do everything but what they did was they built a a camera filming thing way up in the air and they built the apartment the exact size of the shot of the camera and then while jesse it took him 90 minutes to go through and destroy the apartment in the set and that was condensed into a two minute little thing in the movie of a little vignette of him going really fast but the most incredible shot is this top-down shot and you just see it like a rat in a maze and he's like Mm -hmm. everywhere and you just see like eight jessies but it's just a top-down shot of every room in the house of him destroying it it's just it's really well done i thought it was something like just popped out
1: and um But, but going back to like the whole thing where todd was saying the whole thing about hiding the money like. It was he was just being so nonchalant about everything earlier. Like for example, they just wrapped up the body in the carpet. Yeah, in the carpet, and he was just like, "Yeah, we just he's like just picks off the belt. He's like, oh yeah, yeah." so So he's
0: got to unroll it, and then it's like he takes his belt off, and he's like, I'm gonna need this for my pants, and he just puts it right back
1: on. Yeah, just like it's nothing, and then afterwards they wrap up the body, and then Todd's like, "You want some soup? He's like, oh, I got chicken noodle, I got chicken and broth. He was like, oh, and I got bacon and bean, one left, you want that? that he right. just starts making soup and that's like while he's eating his soup so nonchalantly is when they were talking about how they, he's going to hide the money and, and that's why Jesse when, didn't want soup yeah Jesse clearly did not want soup he was just like lost his appetite after seeing the death
0: and yeah. he, doing it so yeah but then afterwards Jesse going through the apartment he gets, oh he also uh, sees his parents on the news and he oh, watches yeah. that and they're like you should turn yourself in because it's best for you yeah. and then whatever he goes back to turn the apartment that's an important scene as well it's just worth mentioning mentioning for a later plot point exactly so then afterwards like oh well, he's still there he just something that yeah. is really remarkable is also um when he goes when they're todd and jesse go into the garage and you just see todd like jump into the empty swimming pool like like you know just yeah. like a little kid goofing around like you can almost see this childlike essence of todd wanting to just have like a cool day you know going on you know he's not he's not really a malicious person yeah, like
1: showing jesse like come on don't see today as a chore she does have fun with it so yeah you're not like, locked
0: up and and it's just it's just like it's interesting um uh then yeah. They wait for Lou to go bowling, pretty much. Or yeah. if you want to go to, the, if you want like, to, if you want to see the
1: flashback first. So bit. they
0: wait for Lou to go bowling. They throw the body off the balcony, uh, oh. into the thing. They put it into the car. They drive out, and then you just get this scene of Todd like singing,
1: like whistling, singing in the car. And Jesse's like out. hiding in like the back seat with the body. And Not yeah, on the back seat. He's but like, in the trunk with the body. Yeah, in. the pickup because it's a pickup with a camper on top, so he's
0: hiding in the camper with the body. Oh, and then there's his room. Uh, Todd's room. Oh yeah, with the with the tarantula. So in the tarantula cage and i only caught this because the people on netflix told me about it if you look in the tarantula cage it's not just a tarantula it's got these two humans yeah freaking out and crying and if you look at all the uh, different memorabilia around the room it's all creepy it's all weird it's all torturous like it's like that spider's about to eat the people and they're like ah, and like that's what he so in his private room that's what it is for fun and in public it's like oh the nice pastel colors and that's a good reflection i think of the psyche yeah. of Todd
1: because at one point like he was like how'd you like my room pretty it's like pretty bitchin huh yeah. and then
0: uh, they arrive in the middle of the desert and Jesse digs a grave and then Jesse basically grabs the gun out of the car and basically well,
1: because Todd, Todd asked him to go into the glove box to get him a pack of smokes
0: right and then yeah. he grabs the gun and it's like you can see how at this moment all Jesse has to do is pull the trigger right and it's done he can he can basically but just he knows
1: the boy's gonna die too.
0: Right. No, but I mean still he could still kill him and escape. Yeah. And then it's still a little bit trickier because Todd's gone and then, how, ha- you know, whatever. But he can still do it. And then he's standing there holding the gun and just the way Todd talks to him, like a little dog that's rabid, like, calm down, buddy. He's
1: like, you want to go get
0: some pizza? Yeah. What's your favorite pizza, Jesse? And then Jesse starts, like, crying. He's like, pepperoni. And then, like, the gun yeah. kind of, and it's just you can see how broken Jesse is. Like, he's like a broken-in pet that's just so compliant with it. And then he gets back in, like, the car and then they kind of go back in. and i think that's kind of the end of that scene uh
1: yeah because they buried the body like todd just like you want to, you want to say any
0: words and like jesse's like no and then uh yeah. we go back to the search for the money so finally todd finds the money jesse sorry finds. jesse finds the money in the whatever in the fridge uh, which is really an ingenious well, Pretty spot. much like
1: in between, like in
0: between yeah, the room, fridge like, door. Like and inside like, of the fridge door, like you have to break it open to get to it. Which is really smart, uh, all yeah. things considered. And then these two cops show up and they talk. You hear Lou talking to them as they come in and they see how the place has been ransacked. Um, and then Lou distracts the cops and you see Jesse just like duck behind and go into the room and he's holding a gun. And then those guys look around for a while. And then one of the two guys, I think it's mustache guy, um, gets caught by jesse and jesse's like oh, i'm not a cop killer i don't want to take you out da, 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 da. uh and then he's a like, call your friend in here the friend comes in they have a little showdown but Jesse's just like holding the guy back like with the gun pointing. but he's at also him. got a second gun yeah. and he's pointing it like that and it's like whatever and then they're like how do you think this is going to play out we got all these cops around etc etc and then all of a sudden lou shows up and so one of the dudes has to go at Lou to like cause make him happy because the, you know it's the cops and it's whatever. Well, no, we, first you we have to mention how Jesse surrenders. Yeah, Jesse had just surrendered at this yeah, point. I mean, but the thing was like,
1: as he surrendered, like they they he like they tied him up with wire.
0: So Jesse was realizing something's up. Right, and then um, he realizes that they're not actually cops. They're robbers. They're all looking for the same money in this place. And uh, Jesse's like, you're never going to find the money. Trust me. I know where it is. If you want it now, I'll tell you. And then you let me out. And then they do. And then Jesse's like, listen, you either let me take this money or you fucking kill me. Now, if you kill me with noisy Lou out there, you're going to get clipped. Well, first, the other guy's
1: still talking to Lou. So the thing is, like, yeah, uh, the, while the other guy's talking to Lou,
0: jesse just grabs a garbage bag and starts putting money in it and the guy's like what the hell are you doing oh one more thing that's interesting so after the desert scene it cuts back to the apartment as jesse does his frantic search but it goes from like this pure silence because one of the things breaking bad did was basically not use music yeah. very very limited use of music and then the way that intense music just picks in after the stark silence was truly noteworthy um, so then, yeah, the way Jesse sneaks around with Lou was overdone the second time. I didn't like it. It was cool the first time. The second time, I was like, come yeah. on, Lou. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, guy upstairs calls guy downstairs with Lou or whatever. And he's like, guess what? I got the money, I got the money. But that guy doesn't really tell his partner that Jesse w- was there and took money. So Jesse takes a third of the money.
1: Yeah, because, like, first, like, Jesse starts taking his part. Then all of a sudden, like, he's like... You took enough. Three ways. So then all of a sudden, like, the guy... He tells the other guy, I got the money without mentioning that Jesse took his share. He's like, all you Zeus keep Mr. Nosey occupied for another five minutes. He's like, consider it done. And so he does that. And, um basically uh jesse and the guy walk out of
0: the apartment like outside and as they're walking to the car i'm pretty sure you yeah were, he yeah. goes in and he looks up and he sees this car and he kind of recognizes the car and the way and he's like uh the guy's like oh what i was wondering when you were gonna recognize me again and i'm sitting there going am i supposed to know who is, Yeah, I was who about is? To say like
1: and who are you supposed to be and they're showing you brief flashbacks of like welding and stuff and And i'm like like, it's not really explaining who are you
0: and then i guess like my problem with it is it made me feel i had to pause it and i went and googled and i'm like what's going on did i miss it turns out no this is just relative to this movie. It isn't like a thing. But the way they present it, it's like some Easter egg where you got to go back to Breaking Bad to yeah. figure it out. Um, and if you did, if you even watch, went back to watch
1: Breaking Bad, just all the scenes where he was in captivity, you would have wasted your time. Because it absolutely. wouldn't have explained it
0: anything. And then uh, it flows through and uh, Jesse kind of... Uh, basically, now Jesse's mission at this point after this is to get to that guy, the Disappearer is what I called him. He's
1: yeah, the guy who pretty much gives you a new identity somewhere. Not even a new identity. He actually, yeah, he does just start pretty much starting a new life somewhere. And this is somebody who, back in Breaking Bad, Jesse was given the opportunity, but then he remembered
0: Walter and uh, Brock. So he decided to ditch the guy. Right. And so basically... Jesse goes to some vacuum shops, and then he ends up going to this one, and we see Ed uh, Galbraith basically selling a vacuum to a lady, and then Jesse's like, you're the guy, you're the guy, right, I know you're the guy, etc., and then Jesse pulls up 125k or whatever. He's like, you know what I'm talking about, he was like, I can't say that I do. And then, basically, Jesse puts the whatever down. Finally, the guy's like, fine. Because, obviously, he knows who he is. And Jesse already broke trust, whatever. And Jesse's like, I'm super sorry. He's like, and I, he's then, like I know. I'm sorry for what I did the first time. He's then, like, I know you're, you have rules. And so, basically, Jesse, uh, he goes, fine. This 125 is what you owe me for the last time. If you, if we were to do something again, you owe me another one. Jesse pulls up all the money. He's 10 short. Jesse remembers the money from Badger. And what's his name? Skinny Pete. And then pulls that out of Pocket. It turned out to be eighty six hundred dollars or whatever it is. Well, eighty eight because of he. No, eighty two because he was short eighteen hundred. That's right. So he's short eighteen hundred, and
1: because of that, deals off. It's not the The guy guy is like. He's like, Can I borrowed this bag? And he starts putting the money yep. back in. And Jesse's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting your belongings back together. He's like, and I'm not
0: taking the 125 that I'm owed. Because it would end badly if I tried to claim that. You know, if it came after it, we don't want that. And then he's like, so get out of my store. And Jesse's desperate. Like, come on, dude, you're full of shit. How could you not help me? And whatever. But the truth is, Jesse is short. That's the issue. Yeah, he has rules. And Jesse already broke trust the first time. And- I, so then he calls the cops. And because uh, Jesse was refusing to leave, and then Jesse doesn't believe him, and he's like, "You're full of shit." You know how he's I know like the cops
1: would call back. He's like, and they trying to da, da, keep da, da, you da, on da, the da, line."
0: And then right behind the cop pulls up. Jesse sees it, grabs the bag, runs, and then he's like, "Oh, the guy left. He went north that way." He like, was he's like, clearly he, being cool. He's right? like, "He
1: was a he's like a white male, tall, six foot five, has a tattoo well, over his insect. right eye of an insect." And then it yeah. comes
0: to Jesse with, like, the hat on. And it's like, ah, I see what you did there. It shows you how to lie. Use details and flip them. And then he calls him up and he's like, so a deal's a deal. Word is bond. And he's like, a deal's a deal. He's like, you'll get your money. And then he, like, moves on from there. So then we move on. And I feel like we're moving a bit quicker through the scenes. But I feel like also less interesting stuff is happening That's the thing where We're
1: breaking it down because the thing is there are stuff
0: that, like are not necessarily, like, important to it. Well, it's like... I don't, like, remember all of the nuances of this part because, like, that vacuum scene took, like, five yeah, minutes. Yeah, for
1: example... No, no, longer than that because first it was interaction with the lady he was like yeah. to
0: vacuum to. Then there was the slow... No, I would say all in it's five minutes. Oh, okay. It felt, it felt longer, though. But that's it. Like, it was a long scene. And now it did a lot, and then um, I'm not saying it was a bad scene. It was really integral to the movie, but he ends up leaving... And he basically then calls his parents, and he knows that they're being watched by the cops.
1: Yeah, because he tells
0: them like where he's going like, to like, turn yourself in. And he's he like, it. yeah, come pick me up at our special secret place that's probably a few hours away. Yeah. And then he's like right around the street from his parents' house. He watches them leave. He goes, breaks into the house. He really yeah, sees a cop in front, so he knows what to doing. So he, he goes in kid. the back, and yeah, he looks at okay. the brick, and then he goes into the safe. And I think he's hoping they just have $1,800 in the safe, but they don't. They have two guns. A little dinky gun and a less dinky gun. Yeah, like two like old school. Like one
1: was one was called a twenty-two.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. the other one looked like one of those
1: like they look like guns that you'd pretty much have as mementos. Pretty it's much, it's a Colt Woodsman and an
0: mm-hmm. Ivor Johnson hammerless. According yeah, and he, to said, the he said it was his uncle's. I mean, Our his grandfather's. Sorry, his grandfather's. Um, yeah, because so. when because when he, yeah later on like it gets said, but yeah
1: he takes them from the safe and leaves the house, but. And then he goes up
0: to, he looks in the phone book book and he finds out where that welding shop is from earlier, because he knows those dudes have two-thirds of the money, so he drives down there, and then he does this long walk around the fence scene, and then he climbs up the fence, and then he jumps down from the fence, and And then he walks all over, and then... as he's getting there somebody like comes over and it's a truck and the giant pimp guy gets out or the driver and they pay for a good time with all the perks and it's like five guys with beards doing blow we find out and three stripper ladies come out and then they're having a good time and we see jesse playing with a cockroach and the one thing i remember when they leave like i remember one guy is like see you next week and one
1: girl's like in your dreams and they're like Uh, I can't believe this was a waste or like, oh, I'm never coming back here. Yeah,
0: that definitely happens. And I feel like there was a short flashback around here. Oh, there was this, this, I think the whole time, um, during this scene is the flashback to, uh, them setting up that, Chain thing that he was attached to, while uh, cooking. Oh men. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he's running back and forth pretty much. This is when they're using Jesse as
0: a toy. So they're at this point as he's going there. They are now giving us the backstory that gave us the pre- the part where, like, you know, he where why Jesse would know who this welder guy is. Yeah, because we have no um, idea. Who and he is. he's just kind of there, and we see Todd, and we see, I guess, the I don't know who the the other guy is. Uncle Jack's like one of his um, henchmen, I would right. say. So he's there. Yeah and they're like okay do you really think this is secure he's like yeah man it's so secure you could swing an f-16 off of it or 15 or whatever and then um they basically make jesse run back and forth like a toy and it's really a it's it's painful i guess to watch because it really shows the level of fucking i guess sadistic crap they did to torture him and you also see todd being like let's not be that mean because if he breaks his legs it's not gonna be able to cook but what we see in that scene is him not wanting to watch jesse get tortured like this and using anything he can to convince them not to torture him so it's almost like jesse's survival is contingent upon todd's willingness to like step up and it creates such a strange relationship which probably explains why as todd is being like jesse i just wanted to get you pizza and have a good time that he ends up breaking down and crying because you can see the almost sincerity in todd's face also with the "fuck man don't put me in this position situation anyway so that scene goes down and then um after the strippers go and nobody's having a good time one of them's like mustache guys like wanda, wanda. Yeah, and she's like shut the fuck up dude you're awkward now like that you're we, crazy yeah now that we don't have to fuck you no more we can just be like, fuck you're like out of here they are like you're like guy yeah you had us for
1: an hour now it's five after so no
0: no they had us until three yeah you know? now it's five after so and then they all leave and then they get back in the car and then they drive off and nobody's happy and the guys are still doing blow. Absolutely. They're having a good time. And then Jesse walks into the room. Well, and well, well, uh, first,
1: like you see, you see like the mustache guy just going down, turning down the music, looking at the other guy who was involved in uh, the, like the guys who posed as cops earlier, like,
0: you're just wondering why is the music turned off then you just you see Jesse standing inside the room yep and then they're there and he's like I just need a little bit of money I need $1800 he's like
1: no he's like the three way split wasn't uh, he's like doesn't do it for me and then mustache guy's like there was a three way split are you he's fucking he's like you, you mean me? it was an extra third of that money that he got he's like "He's like it's a long story he was like and what's then-
0: a long story about it last time I checked he didn't have any guns uh, exactly it was pretty funny and then basically so you have candy coke guy coked up guy but Basically, they're like, "Okay, Jesse Pinkman, if you want that extra eighteen hundred dollars, my bag's up in the thing. Where's your bag? Well, my bag's in the car up the street. Let's have a standoff." And then he's Jesse's like, wild like, west. "Like Wild West style." He's like, "Yeah, I'll, you you have your because he's making fun of how dinky his little well, twenty two he, is." He's
1: like, "He's like first when he was laughing at the twenty two, he was like." Um, well, he's like, I have some cans in the back if you want to shoot some yeah. cans. Yeah, and like laughing
0: at it. Basically, they kind of do their little standoff. And then as uh, Candy Guy goes to do his thing, Jesse's got the other gun in his pocket and blasts him. And then basically they have a little shootout with fucking mustache guy. Yeah. The other three guys are just like, oh, no. Jesse just grabs, like, the, the first
1: guy's gun as well as the other guy was trying to shoot at him.
0: Then he gets him right in the head after missing quite a few times. But then And then he gets everyone else's licenses and is like, oh, you have kids? Uh, I know where everybody is now. You better not fucking talk. So now we know Jesse has a surplus of extra cash money that he previously did not have. So he clearly has enough money now to, to, to
1: live off of.
0: On top of that. So we know Jesse is going to be in a good situation. Because he has awesome. like half
1: a million pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, um, or like actually 700 considering everything that was put together. So then anyway. he basically blows up the fucking facility and he's sitting there and we get another flashback to Jesse uh, having a phone call with uh, some girl that he likes. I can't remember which girl it is. Jane Mar- um was it Jane? It was like season 1. It's the one like from the very beginning. He's talking to somebody cuz it's like uh, when Walt still has cancer, right? So that's yeah. some hotel back in the beginning, back when Jesse's still rocking touks and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, that's what we call Beanie's up here in Montreal. On vient du Québec et on parle français et c'est un tuk au Québec. Anyway, um so they they're in this hotel. Was it Jane? No, they uh, the chick film. Uh, I, I airport, don't uh, trust the big film. I I think it might be her because she has her little part later on, but I really can't remember who he was who he was yeah. with at the beginning when this scene would have taken place. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I see, yeah, 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 no, yeah. And then they're like walking up, and they have a classic Breaking Bad moment of Jesse and Heisenberg walking yeah. up yeah. together.
1: Because he just walks out of a hotel room, and then he just knocks on the door, and he continues walking.
0: And like the whole movie, you're also going, "Is Walt gonna show up? Like just yeah. for a minute?" and then he did and you kind of feel cool and then they're just sitting there and it's like really early on like they've just made their first batch of meth and they're at the point when they're looking for a distributor before they get involved with the crazy dude
1: yeah yeah gus because they were talking well tuco tuco Tuco, yeah yeah because first like at one point like Jesse, like, uh, Walt asked Jesse how long would this take
0: to distribute? He was, like, around six months or something. And that's, like, after he's supposed yeah. to die. And yeah. that's before they escalated and, and Walt starts his long campaign of fucking up Jesse's life. But, yeah, uh, but they but, estimate yeah, but... that it would be, like, over a million dollars worth of meth they would move. And Walt's just, like, you know, you're so lucky you get to do something this special, uh, like, now without having have to have lived your whole life, et cetera, et cetera. And then, um jesse's like sure whatever man and he's like you should go to college you'd be so good at marketing yeah. and stuff and he's like whatever man and it's funny right because he's like i want to do sports massage like things and it's almost like walt uh just kind of ignores what jesse wants out of it even at and that tells point
1: him what, he, what he thinks he should do
0: and that's just kind of like a, a huge part of their relationship but i think it's just really emphasized like right at the beginning it's like he, he never really was supposed to do what he wanted to do it was like the universe was guiding him and through Walt, this is what you should do always and then what happens after that is like a truck opens up and we're almost at like the end now and he's in like fucking alaska all of a sudden yeah
1: but i just have to say one thing on that scene for me as a fan of the show i thought that scene was pointless
0: absolutely it was yeah. just a cameo
1: it was just there to please the breaking bad people by showing you you want walt here he is but it. as a scene it was pointless it did nothing I, to advance i would
0: i would say i disagree i think it's completely linked to the discussion he has in the next uh bit with uh, the girl uh jane okay yeah so yeah. if you think about it because When they debate the philosophy, if we jump ahead, him and Jane, basically the end of the movie is him having a flashback with Jane in Alaska after Ed drops him off, and they're debating the idea of the universe – taking you anywhere and being your decisions and jesse's kind of pointing out that that's a cool philosophy it's kind of like what brought him to alaska it's kind of like the culmination and then jane's like it's a good metaphor but it's a shit philosophy sometimes it's just better to make those decisions yourself so if you think about that scene with walt understanding the decision making i do think it served a plot to connect it to that Mm -hmm. other uh fantasy moment there yeah but i mean like in regards to like having walt there
1: to do that i find that wasn't necessary it was more of just let's please all the fans that are begging walt to be in this because like let's face it gus wasn't in it saul wasn't in it so like they're like we have to put walt in somehow and make it somewhat relevant to the story so based on that explanation of what he was saying and stuff about what jesse should do to what happens at the end Yes, I find it makes sense into that case, but to jump up into what happened, pretty much Jesse just wakes up in the trunk.
0: Yeah, and Got some gets out. It's not like a trunk; it's more like a hidden department, a hidden compartment of a for truck. like smuggling um, behind at the back in the back of like an eighteen-wheeler truck.
1: Yeah, and like for example, they have those like had those like heaters in there that like you'd see at like. Um, outside like balconies at clubs like here we'd call them terraces and like they have something there for like people when they smoke on them to stay warm in winter time and he had a few of those in the trunk in the the area that jesse was hiding in so jesse just gets out and uh you realize that he's in alaska which jumping back to the beginning is where mike told him he would start over he,
0: right you know. and i wasn't sure because i didn't realize i guess it was random he didn't care where he was going and this just turned out to be random it was alaska yeah, i guess so, he's like where are we because i i felt like i, I honestly because I, he gets out and I, he goes so this is alaska huh so yeah. i kind of felt like he knew he was going to alaska i felt like that was yeah, always I part like, of the yeah, arrangement cause the thing was like
1: I think he just told them where he wanted to start over before.
0: Right. And so then it just kind of, he drives off and it just kind of leaves it open ended at the end of it. Like that's just kind of where the movie just literally just ends with him driving, having a conversation with Jane, which we could say that his relationship with Jane short of, some of the unfortunate ending of that relationship may have been jesse at his happiest until it got messed up yeah exactly because you, you could tell like he wasn't as happy when he was with uh I forgot the other girl's name
1: the one that todd shot in the head
0: yeah uh, i don't think it was the same
1: no it wasn't like but the thing was like based on jane it was just him enjoying life like even though it wasn't the best way to do it because they were doing a uh, heroin and stuff yeah. but it did show like
0: him finally like being happy with somebody else but i definitely could say she was like kind of soul matey in that regard so i kind of liked i guess i liked the way it ends then and just kind of goes on and it leaves it open-ended so i guess my first question to you now that we because we got to the end of the movie I yeah don't the movie's officially else.
1: over but <laughs> there is one thing i do need to add to this some people might get pissed off because they're like now we want to know what Jesse does in alaska but i'm like do you really so that was that was gonna be my actual question
0: is do you think that this is it do you think that there's gonna be a series of breaking bad spinoffs like and maybe not okay so let's say we leave jesse in alaska what's the skinny pete story yeah like what's the badger story you know like are these are there opportunities to maybe tell a mike spinoff like, just a movie about... Because that's the cool thing about Breaking Bad yeah, cause, is... Because the thing is, like... Is do you really care where in the timeline this media would be? Like, I enjoyed Better Call Saul, even though it's, like, a prequel. Yeah. And I thought that was still well, cool. because also
1: you get to learn about... You get to learn a backstory about Mike. And the thing is, even even with Better Call Saul, there's still the mystery as to Mike before right. Better Call Saul. So there's always that thing that they can always go back to. But, but they, based on what you're saying about... Do you... But, do we need to see what happens to Jesse now? No. The guy has all the money now. Like he, Well, not all, but he has like around 600K. Well, sorry, minus. So he probably has around like 300K to live off of. So Say he's got a quarter mil. Okay, fine. Quarter mil. He has a quarter mil. So he can survive off that, live a normal life. Do you really need to see that on camera? No. But
0: that's the thing is, on the other hand, what happens if hypothetically speaking we shoot a movie 20 years into the future because i don't care about his life in alaska personally but what about 20 years when he's 45 and he's itching to return to that kitchen that could be an interesting twist that could be but like yeah
1: it's gonna have to yeah but the thing is like you're gonna have to see like is also the ptsd
0: gonna affect him in that way i don't know i'm just saying there are other directions like do i personally want to watch normal last life in alaska movie no i don't but do i think that there's so much still left in this universe that could be interesting to talk about or
1: pretty much he could be the leader of a new of a new empire because of like you said he already learned the ins and outs of the business imagine
0: he gets like a call and it's badger yo skinny Pete needs your help dude and then it just like kind of go i'm just i'm just throwing random ideas yeah, out. like of, yeah but possibilities like, because but like, like we're saying like I'm um, if you put it like 10 years in the future it's a more interesting thing than if you do it like okay immediately after yeah. now nah, let him have his like recovery yeah, time because based
1: on based on that like for example there's that movie wall street that they did mm. with michael douglas and uh, then they did at wall street money number money never sleeps like 25 years mm. later and with Michael Douglas. With Michael Douglas again. And this is just him getting out of jail. That's how it starts off. So it really was a continuation of... It just literally let the time go by of his sentence. And that's what they can do here. Wait like another 20 years. And well, I don't f-
0: even know that you have to go that. I think that... Look, we're in an era of franchising, right? So if you're Netflix and you're like these people or whoever's going to make it... I don't actually know. So I... I i would give this movie like a three and a half on five
1: yeah i would give it like three uh i'd give it three stars because i feel like
0: it's nothing really like that you just need to see but it's more of if you're a fan of the show because i agree like if you're a fan there's a lot here for you i think it gives jesse a a more conclusive feeling you know Yeah, it's just like to give people who felt unsatisfied with the ending of the show let's say you're a person watching this movie and you're not necessarily like die-hard breaking bad fan there's a lot of parts of this movie that are really dry but aren't necessarily that rewarding like the scene in the vacuum shop isn't as fun as let's say some of the earlier scenes in the movie in my opinion but because i feel like they do the same tricks over and over and over again the close calls that this is and it's just like a a constant cut copy paste across the three acts of this movie and then it just kind of ends real like like that it's just over and i'm not trying to say that's a bad thing i'm saying that i believe this would have been a really good season of television a really good 10 hour one uh, at ten on season. over a few episodes, yeah, or even a six episode, one hour. Like the first things, season of you know? Breaking Bad was seven episodes, right. so they could
1: have done something like that with and this.
0: I, I believe I would have, as a fan of the the formats out there, derived more pleasure from Man, that. But the way they shot this. Was really well done. Yeah, but one thing I'm actually—it's funny that you mentioned
1: six episodes because I was actually talking with my friends earlier. Um, uh, before when I was hanging out with them earlier today, and one of them said, "Yeah, El Camino was great, but I felt it's something that they could have done six episodes with, and that's exactly what you just brought up now."
0: Because it just felt like there were parts of this that were really squished and not that like really in depth. Whereas something like the search chain was really done well and really interesting. You know, but either way, I watched it twice and I mean, if you're really into cinematography and that side of life, I can see how there's a lot more of a draw than if you are really, not to say the writing of this movie was bad, but the writing of this movie isn't like break your bad worthy because here's an example of good writing i hated walter white by the end of the show i hated him so much why Because of how he fucked up jesse's life everything about it and you know why because the writing was that good that i felt hatred yeah on the that's other what hand you feel. i watched this movie and i felt literally nothing the whole movie in terms of any real emotional reaction yeah. it was more just like that was nice so I'm giving it a three and a half. It hits all the check boxes of what it's supposed to be, but like if you're a Breaking Bad fan, I mean I would recommend it to you. But it's based on how you look at it as well as were you happy with the ending of Breaking Bad or did you want more? That's the real question of how do you enjoy
1: this? Because But it's me-
0: also is this the more? Because there's the question of is this really does this do justice to the Breaking Bad legacy? Well, I feel like pretty much like
1: it didn't need to be made but it was to satisfy the people who just wouldn't
0: shut right. up about it so it's kind of like a thing that if you caught it and you liked it like look i guess for a segment of people it's really dope but i also feel like it it runs a risk that it, it could turn into a, if they keep doing it it would become a bad thing yeah
1: because there's some people who like it there's some people who don't like it some people who did who didn't feel that they ended the show right we're still disappointed with this because they still want more and it's just like guys like you have to realize something like too much of a good thing could end up being a bad thing <laughs> matrix <laughs> yes oh god
0: don't and guess yeah, what's getting on another reboot anyway yeah that but is that's another, another conversation, conversation for another time so on that note i think we have pretty much pushed this topic as far as we could take it yeah. in terms of without going into new stuff i'm certain if you guys want us to make more breaking bad related content we can totally do that if enough of you go review the episodes we can do something like that um we'll see what's up meanwhile we just wanted to thank you all for watching this and joining us on this journey through the el camino breaking bad movie it's uh, much appreciated feel free to leave some comments let us know what you thought like we said if you make that effort to leave a comment i'll make that effort to answer you down in that comment section like the video if you did subscribe to the channel for more reviews and all that good stuff special thanks to the patrons is Mel chris Prado, jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and coney sparks they helped us get a new camera they're the reason this is going to be on spotify's and all that they're the reason we're going to have a new website soon so they're really amazing people and they get to tell us what albums to review like like coney sparks wants us to review the emo king himself joe buddham with all love lost so that'll be coming real soon and i haven't gone through half this album so far holy Crap, there's Joe Budden a whiner? It's fun. I like whining, but Joe Budden is a whiner. That's my little, uh, I guess, pre review commentary. Anyway, I make music myself. You can check that out on this channel. I would love to hear what you have to think. Somebody actually did recently. Like I say this every time, and somebody checked it out and left me a comment. So kudos to that person if you end up watching this review. Um, so yeah, thank y'all again. I say that a lot. And as I like to end the episodes now, live long and prosper.